This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's Taz and Jim. Hey, Jim, are you and I the only ones who are pumped that breakdancing is coming to the hey! Olympics? <laughs> we posted the story on our Facebook page yesterday. <laughs> Just going through the comments, overwhelmingly negative. Without a doubt. Here's Robert. He says, oh, so breakdancing is now a sport, but wrestling, which was a sport at the actual games in ancient Greece, is no longer... This doesn't make any sense. Did they not have wrestling at the summer games? No, it got the boot a few years ago. No. And, and wrestling is the, I would say, the the quintessential Olympic sport. It is like running. It's the most basic principle of the Olympics, you would think. But it's, it's gone. It's very Olympian. And it's also the only, you know... Kurt Angle must be devastated. Kurt Angle and that guy from that Fox movie must be so mad. <laughs> Whatever that movie was called. Um, uh, Link says Until they start televising the shooting sports At the Olympics like they should I will not be supporting it in any way Skeet shooting should have a place over breakdancing Alright Amy says This should have been introduced a long time ago I personally am looking forward to watching this Yeah I'm with Amy I think it'll be fun um, Shouldn't they add rugby Now everybody's just saying which, which sports should be added Cor- What about cornhole Might as well add that next I'm all for it um, Catherine says, well, I may actually walk now. Watch now. Hello, breakdancing at that level would be pretty cool to watch. I feel like Cornhole Canada would do pretty well. United States with all the tailgating they do. They have a, a distinct advantage, but, you know, cottage country. A lot of Cornhole is played around here. Do we have, like, some good breakdancers? I hope we have an, a, a troop or two that could compete for a gold. Hmm. I got a feeling we're going to get our butts kicked by Japan. <laughs> that's that's where I see all the cool moves coming from. Yeah. Wild breakdancing. An Olympic sport in 2024. Maybe for Canada to have a chance, we can bring square dancing to the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> that's not till 2028. What do you think? Hey, I want to go back to the breakdancing in the Olympics thing with you guys. Okay. I was a competitive uh, break dancer and hip hop dancer for many years, and I got an open challenge for anyone who says they shouldn't be in the Olympics because that is 100% a sport. I can't do it. You know, yeah. and that's always you look at these Olympic sports, and people will complain. Have you ever tried to do it? Like bobsled. Oh, what well, do you just sit there and you go down the thing? It, it looks easy. I, I tried bobsledding in Calgary. It's hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, breakdancing, those guys, I mean, for me personally, I was, uh, like I said, I did it for 10 years, and it, it takes toll on your body. I'm hurting now, but uh, these guys who sit on their couch and say that it's not a sport can go uh, suck the floor. Now you're just popping and locking when you bend over to put your socks on. True story. <laughs> <laughs> we were contacted by some firefighters. Where are the firefighters situated, Jim? Where are they from? Perth County. Perth County firefighters, they are big fans of the Taz and Jim show, and they asked for our help to come up with a PSA, an awareness campaign for fire safety around the holidays. Now, the reason they they wanted our help is because they're big fans of one segment in particular that we did a while back. This was, this was all Jim Kelly. One of the hardest I've, I've laughed working with you, Jim, was when you did the Ontario hookup story. Mm-hmm. And for people who haven't heard this segment, here it is. 
the Ontario Hookup. By Jim Kelly. Well, I was outside of the pub last night having a Dartmouth when, uh, didn't actually have a wingman man with me, but I was still looking to get Lucknow. When all of a sudden this Broadhagen came up to me and asked if she could peer- Peterborough my lighter. She was dressed in an Orangeville tank top and moose and knee-high boots, and she was uh, looking to party. She pulled out a bag of Etobicoke, and we snuck into the bathroom and got a little Dell high. I gotta be honest, looking at her, there was a whole list of things wrong with her, but mark of my words, I was desperate and aching for some Flesherton. We drank some uh, Bancroft beers and had a chatham about our lives, and when the bill came, I pulled out a wad of cash, and she looked at the money and said, God, you're rich. I said, yeah, I make money hand over fist. I'd have to be a blind river not to pick up the vibes she was putting out. She was pretty much throwing her Beaverton at me. <laughs> we left the bar and hopped in a Kappa's casing. I popped a minto on my mouth. The next thing you know, we're back at her place making out in the kitchener. <laughs> Turns out she was a little King Cardin, too. She excused herself to the Bathurst and came out Delaware in nothing but her birthday Sault Saint Marie. <laughs> you know, her Tecumseys were kind of Wasaga, but I didn't mind. <laughs> we headed into the bedroom and I started using my Palmerston. Then my fingal. I was really working that Clinton. You wouldn't believe the Owen sound she was making. Well, and the next thing you know, I hear a knock at the door, Chester, and she freezes. Thomas, she says. I pointed to myself and said, this ain't Thomas. She said, no, Thomas is my ex-husband. Well, God, things were looking pretty Grimsby, so at that point, I, I realized it was time to exit her. So I gathered my mountain bridges and made a dashwood out the window. Moral of the story, Taz, be careful with strangers, because after that day, I was feeling pretty Elderton, and when I peed, it shell burned for weeks. <laughs> Look at the smile on my face every time I hear it, Jim. Now, why wouldn't you want the guy who wrote that to, to write the... The fire safety <laughs> yeah. awareness campaign for the holiday season. You know, what could go wrong? <laughs> so, the Perth County firefighters... <laughs> As for our help, Jim, you really stepped up to the plate. They have not heard the campaign that uh, we came up with for them, correct? Not yet, no. This will be their first time hearing it live on the radio coming up. And it's too late to change it now, guys, so it is what it is. (laughs) It's in the can and it's ready to go. And we welcome to the program Perth County Fire Prevention Officer James Marshall. James, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. You contacted us a couple weeks back. You said you needed our help with something. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Can you tell the listeners what you were looking for? Well, we were looking for a, a tasteful and subtle fire safety message on Christmas tree safety and how to ensure that uh, people are watering their trees and, uh, and keeping their family safe over the holidays. Tasteful and subtle. You came to the right place. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) So what are you guys going to use this thing for? Well, we we have a a, on the YouTube or um, through Twitter, and what we like to do is when we create a message, uh, we like to have the message that can go out to any fire departments that use it. Uh, We've done that uh, 
with some holiday cooking messages and some other videos that we've done, and it it kind of spreads out across North America. And uh, as long as we're keeping somebody safe, we're we're happy. Okay, cool. So you're going to share this audio with other fire departments and get the word out there that uh, they are beautiful. Christmas trees are beautiful, but they can be dangerous if you're not careful. That is the message we are trying to convey. Jim Kelly is the mastermind behind this. I just let him slap my name on the end of it, but this is all Jim's work. Are you good to go? The the big unveiling of the holiday fire safety PSA, Jim? Don't ask me, Taz. Ask the Christmas beaver. Hey everybody, it's me, your favorite holiday safety expert, the Christmas Beaver, here for a segment called Just the Tips on Christmas Tree Fire Safety. So you want to turn your tree safely from a grower to a shower? First, before it's erect, always shake it twice. You may be surprised to see what falls out. Whether it's bushy or trimmed tight, Keep it away from candles, frayed wires, or heaters. Nothing worse than waking up in the middle of the night to pee, only to discover your log is burning. Remember, wood is happiest when it's wet, so always keep the base in two inches of water topped up daily. The less you move it in and out, the longer it lasts. So put it in and leave it in for a good solid soaking. And although it can be exhilarating to flash your shiny, girthy trunk at your neighbors through your window all night long, don't forget to turn off your tree lights before you go to bed. If you can follow these simple rules, I'll be the happiest Christmas beaver of all! And we all know nothing ruins a holiday faster than an angry beaver. This message brought to you by your local firefighters and Taz and Jim. What do you think, James? <laughs> well, I think you nailed it. That's exactly what we were yeah! asking. Yeah! All right, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> hey, if there is not a holiday animated special about the fire safety Christmas beaver produced in the next couple of years, there's something wrong with this world, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I want to see the paperback. <laughs> That's right, the children's book. Yeah, read it to your kids at night. Uh, Maybe can, the buttons on the side that make the noises. This could be uh, stuffed animals. This could be the next Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to shell out some big money if you want the new Apple headphones. The AirPod Max have been announced. Jim, they retail for $779 Canadian. I love these things. Because anytime somebody like I see who bought them and wears them, I know I don't have to be that person's friend because they're stupid. <laughs> they fall for marketing tricks, and this is the dumbest purchase you can make. They're, the the AirPods are the little ones you put in the in your ear, right? Like earbuds, wireless. And, yeah, and these are um, these are wireless, like big headphones that you put over your ears, like not unlike the headphones we're wearing right now. But they've got a lot of really cool features. Just listen to Apple. Introducing AirPods Max. Every aspect has been designed for uncompromising fit and performance. Ooh, they fit. <laughs> Machined aluminum ear cups connect by a unique suspension system, enabling independent articulation to the telescoping arms of the headband. This My headphones don't have enough articulation. Yours? <laughs> I haven't noticed. 
They flex, look flexes at this. To fit a wide range of head sizes with a warp knit canopy, maximizing comfort and breathability. While an acoustically optimized knit seamlessly surrounds the magnetically attached cushions. Magnets? These components work in harmony to maintain an exceptional over-ear seal, the foundation for its incredible sound. Custom drivers deliver high-fidelity playback oh, ultra-low distortion across the entire <laughs> They've got to be good. They've got a British-sounding guy. Okay, I don't understand like what any of this stuff cube, is. Which tailors sound to your bespoke fit. I'm sure they're head. awesome headphones. I'm, I'm sure they're, yeah, they've I'm sure they're got to be amazing. The thing is, the people who are buying them probably don't want them for their audio quality or their articulating abilities. It's just to show <laughs> that you're rich or that you have something that other people don't, right? <laughs> they're articulating. Abilities, yeah, uh, maybe they. In this video, there is a, a scene where uh, a guy is watching a movie on a uh, an iPad, and they would be great if you lived in like a condo and you wanted to watch a movie. You want to add the sound loud, or if you're in bed with, with your partner and you're watching a movie and they're trying to sleep. You know what I mean? You could you you wanted like the theater experience. I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to sell these things. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all probably true, but like, you know, it's probably not that much better unless you're a audiophile. Like a $100 pair of earbuds would probably do the exact same thing. It's it's a status symbol is all it is. Yeah. Well, the phone or the iPad is going to cost you at least a grand, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're going to spend another $779. <laughs> for AirPods Max. Yeah, I thought the Beats by Dre's were expensive. I think they were maybe three, four hundred bucks, maybe five hundred at, ma- at, the, at the most expensive, but this is next level. For that price, they better sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that articulating is, I think. <laughs> articulating? <laughs> There's a scam that's circulating that you need to be aware of. If you're trying to buy a PlayStation secondhand, because a lot of people just bought these PlayStations online and they're sitting on them hoping they can make a profit off them so if you're you're going online to buy one of these things from a secondary seller you got to be careful jim yeah they are sneakily selling you something that you're not trying to buy ebay is telling scammers to stop selling photos of the playstation 5 for hundreds of dollars so I, this has happened before to concert tickets and stuff they'll take a picture of the item you're trying to buy the picture will just show a playstation 5 but below in the description it'll say what is for sale is simply a print out photo of the playstation 5 yeah not the machine itself so if you're just casually browsing and you see a playstation 5 for sale you might just click on it pay the money right away without reading it it could just be a piece of paper with a photo of the playstation 5 on it, and since they put that in the description that was on eBay, legally their butts are covered. They they sold you what they promised. Mm-hmm. You just didn't read the description. Mm-hmm. Opening that Manila envelope and and thinking, what the hell is this? Wow, these PS fives are really slim. Cool. <laughs> Be the worst. Yeah, yeah, and we're talking like five hundred, six hundred bucks here for a photo of a PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. Don't fall for it. Always read the description. When I was collecting pinball machines, they, there used to be a similar scam where some guy was making like miniature pinball machines out of cardboard, almost like origami pinball machines, but they looked like the real pinball machines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty impressive. So you take a picture of this pinball machine, and in the picture, it looks like the real pinball machine, but then when it shows up, 
It's about the size of an iPhone. Oh, right? my God. It's just a little tiny pinball machine. That doesn't work. It's made out of paper. <laughs> <laughs> cool little keepsake of how you got scammed once, though. Yeah, it only cost you $3,000. Whoops. Yeah, don't worry, though. eBay is condemning everybody who's done this. But they're not doing anything else. They're they just say, saying, they say don't do it. Yeah, they're saying they're they're in the process of removing all the listings for photos of PS5s, but it's almost impossible to stay ahead of it. We've got a call. Hey, you're on with Taz and Jim. Hey, you guys are talking to talk about PlayStation 5. Yeah. I got to admit something. I've been, uh, for the last, about, last three weeks or so, I've been emailing people and setting up meet times and stuff and then not showing up. For the people that are trying to sell them for like 1200 bucks. Oh, oh, I thought you were trying, you were pretending to sell one online and screwing people over or trying to buy them. No, no, I'm, no, I'm messing with the people that are trying to sell them. <laughs> I, I feel a little bit bad sometimes, but overall, I really don't. What's the highest you've seen someone online trying to sell a PlayStation for? 1425 bucks. I had that guy going for about a week and a half. <laughs> Where did he want to meet? Like once, once at Costco and another time at, I think it was the Tim Hortons right by Costco. So they just want to meet you in a parking lot. Yep. Take, yeah. take your I cash just, and then... And I just don't show up. And where are you finding these advertisements? Is it Kijiji? Well, usually Facebook Marketplace or, yeah, Kijiji. Can't they see your Facebook profile then? Yeah, I'm not worried about it. (laughs) They need to pay the price. They want us, if they want everybody else to pay the price, they got to pay the price. That's what you get for being a PlayStation scalper. I agree, 100%. We are playing a game called Will Rob Answer the Phone? (laughs) (laughs) Is he too big now? We got a uh, press release from the OLG saying a London, Ontario truck driver wins $1,000 a week for life with instant cash for life. The guy's name is Rob Stoner. We recognize that name. We know he's one of our listeners, and we just got him on the phone. He confirmed it was him that won cash for life, but said he was busy at work. Call back in a couple minutes. Was he just trying to get us off the phone, or will he answer? <laughs> Let's try Mr. Cash for Life here. Hello? Hey, Rob. Hey. How are you now? Well, not as good as you, Mr. Cash for Life. <laughs> have you been laughing since you scratched that ticket? I have been. Yes, I have. Tell us about buying the ticket, what it was like to scratch and see that you had won cash for life. Uh, it was surreal. It took me a good half hour to even like, register it. Did you scratch it in the store or did you take the ticket home with you? I No, I bought a ticket and I went to Strathroy to my dad's place for lunch and came home and I scratched it that night. Wow. To think it was just sitting there for a couple hours, eh? And you didn't realize that you were already a winner. And you could have packed it all and been gone. <laughs> I, I almost didn't buy it. I got change from a purchase, and I was going to put it in my pocket for the laundry machine. But I decided to buy it instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what happens then when you win a, a Cash for Life uh, ticket of that uh, magnitude? Do you have to go to Toronto right now? I know COVID is an issue, so how do you claim your prize? Uh, they make an appointment for you, and only you can go in. And how'd you go down there? Did you take a limo, or did you drive your transport? <laughs> I, 
I drove my car. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was here. I was there for five and a half hours. And don't they give you an option? Like you can choose a thousand dollars a week for life, or you can get a lump sum, right? Yep, you can. What, what was the lump sum? Six hundred and seventy-five thousand. Hmm. Okay, and you get a thousand dollars a week for life, which is how many years? Long as I live. Oh, so it's not just twenty-five, which was I, th- I think how it started. No, it's uh, a minimum of twenty years. If you die before the twenty years is up, you can leave it in your will to somebody, and they'll pay out the twenty years. If you live past twenty years, you continue to collect it. Okay. Are you gonna Are you gonna start exercising more? Maybe change your <laughs> diet so you live longer now, Rob. It's a nice amount of money, right? So it's just around 50 grand a year you're getting, which is enough to take the stress away, your worries. It certainly is. 52000 a year. So what are you going to do with it? Uh, live life. <laughs> nothing, nothing that you've been, you know, putting on the back shelf for years that you've always wanted to buy that is going to be like your impulse purchase yeah, right like away? Yeah, a, a big purchase. Uh my big purchase right now is going to be new tires on my car. <laughs> Look at this practical man. New tires. Just yeah. sock it away for a rainy day. It's really hoping a guy na- with name Rob Stoner was going to uh, do more crazy things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Buy an elephant or something. Have a bit of a party. I've <laughs> done all that crazy stuff, and we had a little party last weekend. Fair enough. boy. Well, congratulations. I know you've been lucky with us here on the Taz and Jim Show, winning some of our contests over the years. And look at you go. Robert Stoner of London, Ontario, has won cash for life. <laughs> Foo Fighters Yesterday it was announced That they were going to be one of the headliners At Oceaga The music festival in Montreal Foo Fighters Post Malone and Cardi B Are On the bill My top three personally <laughs> Everybody loves a little WAP <laughs> What's that? Why won't you tell me what that stands for, Jim? I keep asking, and you, you won't tell me. You're not mature enough to handle it, Taz. Okay. Anyways, uh, this outdoor music festival is scheduled for June 30th until August 1st in, um, in Montreal. Yeah, like 2021. Mm-hmm. Is this, do you think it's going to happen? I don't know, man. I don't know if we're going to be there by that point. Yeah, it makes me think, you know, why Why advertise it unless it was 100%? I, I mean... It's very optimistic. It would, it would be, you know, if they cancel it, they cancel it, whatever. We can get a refund, hopefully. But but if it... If they, it they may have to post Malone it. <laughs> but if they don't, <laughs> if they don't start scheduling it right now... Then, if there is a possibility we're free in the clear in the summer, it'll be too late to to organize a festival by then. Yeah. So it's almost like you have to start organizing it by now and then cancel it if need be, because otherwise well, you need to have the backup date ready to go. And if you have the backup date, then why wouldn't you just make that date later in the summer or into the fall? Wouldn't you, why wouldn't you just make that the date to be sure? You know, because who it, knows even if the fall, like you might as well get the ball rolling here and get the vendors ready and the security lined up. And then I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it'll happen, but if I hope it does, I hope it happens for all our friends who are working in the live, uh, 
live entertainment industry who have been sitting at home twiddling their thumbs just wanting to get back to work, mm-hmm. right? Hopefully we're there by that point. I just don't know if if people are going to be willing to go out and spend money not knowing if an event is going to happen. Festivals in the area have had kind of a bad rap over the past few years. There's been a number of them that were canceled even pre-COVID, right? Yeah. With these big acts that got announced and, and people were upset that they had spent all this money. They had to line up to get money back. Uh, some people didn't get money back. So I don't know if if in this current climate, people are going to be jumping to get to the front of the line to buy tickets to a festival when they don't know if it's going to happen or not. And if things aren't opened up for the potential of a concert by July, are people even going to have money to go to festivals? Like, well, you know, a lot thing. of people are, are are more than paycheck to paycheck uh, living that way right now. So, like, it, we have more Some worries. people have done very well over the past t- 10 months, you know? So yeah, but it, like a smaller amount of people... It's like an upward trend of wealth. Like a little bit, a little amount of people made a ton of money, and more people lost out on money. So I, I, I don't know if we'll have bigger problems in July if we're still locked down. I think than than if the Foo Fighters are going to play. Very optimistic, Oshiega. Knock on wood. We we definitely hope it happens. Nothing better than a hot, sunny summer's day. Chugging a cold beer, listening to the Foo Fighters play. Yeah. It'd be the best. Amongst human beings? You know? Other people? What yeah. are you guys doing here? Not being scared of somebody's shoulder touches you? Yeah. It'll be nice. Just making out with strangers. Yes. Can't wait. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.